Let's just take a moment to pray. Father, we thank you we are gathered in your house today, this special day. Father, as we come to worship, as we come, Father, to uh, reflect and think upon this time of the year when you sent your son as a gift for each and every one of us. Father, as we look at your word now, Father, we know that it has something to say to us today. We pray, Father, God, you'll be with us as we look at this and help us bless it to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Don't know if you've ever got to or gone to a place and all you've wanted to do is to get home. You know, you sort of arrived at a place and all you want to do is just to be in the house. It doesn't matter whether you've been on holiday. It doesn't matter if you're waiting somewhere. Maybe you're waiting in the airport or something like that. You're waiting and all you want to do is to get home because there's something about being home that gives us a comfort. There's something about being at home, being around all the people that we love. And at Christmas time, that's best expressed with the amount of people that will travel back home, back to where they're from, back to where they spend time with their families. Now, there's, there's some places, one place in the world that I detest. There's one place in the world that holds no good memories for me every time I arrive in this place every time I'm in this place it just causes me trouble or grief and all I want to do is get home that's all I want to do and now I didn't know whether I was going to name the place but I checked and thought there's going to be nobody here from this place and if you are here from this place then I apologize it's just a place I don't like so and that so the place is Stranra. I hate Stranra. I'm going to tell you why I hate Stranra. I'm going to give you the reasons because nothing good ever happens to me in Stranra. Because I don't know how many times I've ended up breaking down in Stranra. I don't know how many times I've ended up. On one occasion, I went over on the ferry to hire a car to find out they don't hire cars in Stranra. I'd read the wrong website. So I had to wait for 12 hours in Stranra. And if you've ever waited for 12 hours in Stranra, it's 11 and a half hours longer than you need to. And I'm there, and as I was waiting in Stranra, all I wanted to do was go get back home. I was travelling somewhere, all I wanted to do was get back home. But I had to wait until the bus at 11 o'clock that was taking me down to Birmingham, and I thought to myself, you know what, I'll wait, and I waited, and I waited, and, and then eventually the bus came. And next time, I said, I drove up to Stranra from London, and the gearbox on the car blew, and I managed to get the car to the port. I was at the front of the queue, and the car would not move any further. And then they discovered, they told me, they weren't allowed to tow the car onto the ferry. And I was like, you've got to get me home. I just need to get home. Because there was something about home. So they had to phone the RAC. And Stranraer was out in the middle of nowhere. So the RAC had to drive up, tow the car onto the ferry. And when we got to the other side, towed up. And this is just one or two stories of being stuck in Stranraer. When we took the youth to Rock Nations in Bradford, we stopped and got the chips. There was two minibuses. We got back in the bus ready to get the ferry put the key in the ignition and there was nothing we were on our way home after five days of a youth conference in Bradford when believe me all you want to do is get home after being with teenagers for five days and the car wouldn't budge and I thought to myself so there's one place I'll try and avoid above everything but it makes me realize that there is something about coming home there's something about arriving at the place where you're supposed to be 
And you see, there's no escaping often at Christmas about what Christmas is all about. Because we, we dress this up and we celebrate so many different things and there's so many things involved in the Christmas season. But the reality is, the heart of Christmas and what Christmas is all about is God sending his son for each and every one of us and an invitation for each and every one of us to come home. Now what do you mean by coming home? I mean coming home to God the Father who loves us. And that's the message and that's the heart of Christmas. It says, I understood Christmas story that, that Jacob and Maya read. It says, the angels appeared to the shepherds. And they gave them an invitation. They said to them, it says, listen, today, the town of Bethlehem, not, not too far from here, it says, a saviour has been born, he's Messiah, the Lord. And to them, it was just an announcement. It says they were in awe, they were amazed that the angels would appear to them. But they made this incredible statement in the next few verses, which lots of people miss. And it's the heart of the Christmas message. It was simply the invitation when they said, let us go and see if this is true. Let us go and see what they're talking about. And they took that step and made that journey to go and find the baby Jesus. And it was worth it because the Bible tells us that afterwards they were in awe. They were amazed. They walked away praising and glorifying God. And that's what an encounter with Jesus does. Whether it was as a baby or whether it was as he grew up to be a man and travelled around preaching the gospel. Or even today the lives that have been changed. It's the heart of the Christmas message is for people to come home, is to be welcomed home. It's why God sent his son, Jesus Christ. You see, it changes everything. It says, once a year, there's no escaping from this message. We come at Christmas, and no matter what else goes on, he says, what is it about? And people would turn around and say, well, we, we like to say happy holidays now, or we like to celebrate all the other things. Listen, the heart of Christmas is Jesus Christ came into the world as a saviour. Uh, no matter how much we try and escape it, the uh, other 11 and a half months of the year, there's something about this time of the year, through what song, through uh, carol services, through everything else that goes on, that draws people back to the message of God that he sent Jesus Christ as an invitation for people to come home. You know, there's a story in Luke's gospel further on, and Jesus is grown up and he's, uh, he, he's going around preaching. He's aggravating the religious people and those that think they're self-righteous. And you say, well, what's this got to do with the Christmas story? Well, it's a story uh, of people who need to come home. That's what the heart of the Christmas message is. And what happens is Jesus is saying, he's getting ready to preach. And in, in the first verse, it tells us this. It says, all the sinners and all the tax collectors gathered around Jesus. They gathered around him because he was the one that was going to speak to them. And they didn't really have any place in the religious temples and synagogues of the day because they just messed their lives up. You know, they, they had done all sorts wrong. They'd committed all sorts of sin and done all things that would not make them welcome in the religious places of the day. But Jesus stands in front of them and they're sitting there in front of him and then behind him, behind them, there's these other people. They're the people that, you know, well, we're not as bad as them. See those people sitting down there? He says, you know, I'm not as bad as them. You know, we get people like that today because we would all be in that crowd as well. We'd, some of us would be sitting around Jesus' feet because we were the worst in town. 
And some of us would be standing around those people thinking, I'm not as bad as them, but I'm interested enough to listen to Jesus. And so there's all these sorts of people. And Jesus begins to tell these stories. And he tells his story about a lost sheep and a lost coin and a lost son. And you say, well, what does that have to do with Christmas? Well, the message of Christmas is that it's an invitation for people to come home. And he uses these three stories and he tells them and he says, he says a woman loses two coins. Now, if, I could be quite, the word is tight, but frugal with money. I don't like to lose money. None of us like to lose money. He says, but if we lose money, sometimes the worst thing in the world. You know, the, if you've kids, that's where you usually lose your money to. But this is accidentally losing your money. And she's like, what am I going to do? And he tells his story. He says, she searches the house up and down. She's trying to find this money. He says, when she finds it, she says, she, you can tell it was a woman that was searching for it because she used to phone her friends and tell them, you know, I found the money, you know, and then suddenly the 45 minutes talking about other things. But the woman finds her money. Uh, and then Jesus moves on and he tells his story about a lost sheep. And he says, we've got 99 sheep and one of them wanders away. Now, let's be honest here, like, you know, you're out in the countryside and it was raining, it was windy, and you got 99 sheep in your pen, but one was lost. And you look at it and think, am I going to go out and look for it? The chances are I wouldn't, to be honest with you. Let's be honest, neither would you. You'd look at it and say, you know, what's, what's, what's one sheep? He says, Jesus used his example. He says, what's a shepherd do? He says, well, it's not enough to have 99. There were 100. They all belong to me. So he goes out and he looks for the sheep and he goes and finds the sheep and he brings the sheep back. And on both of those occasions, to the lost coin and the lost sheep, he says he gives what the heart of the Christmas message is all about. When he says, he says, there was more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than what all the other righteous people do. And the people sitting in the crowd there are like, that's me. That's me. It's an invitation to come home, which is the heart of the Christmas message because it's why Jesus came. It's why he's called the Saviour. It's why he's called the Messiah, both in Matthew and Luke. It's an invitation for them to come home. So they're fascinated. The people sitting around the front, they're looking at it. These stories are great. He says, these are amazing. I'm lost and I need to be found. And here's his fellow Jesus talking about being found. We see all the religious people around the outside. They're starting to get, hold on a second, this is not quite right. Because, you know, this doesn't quite fit with our religious system. This doesn't quite fit. We've done all the things right. We've ticked all the boxes. We've kept all the rules. We've abided by all the laws. We've done all the things right. We're not as bad as these sinners down the front. But Jesus is telling this story because he's declaring the message of people coming home and giving them an invitation to come home to everyone, everywhere. He's saying to everybody, he's saying to them all, it doesn't matter how bad you are, it doesn't matter how religious you think you are, it doesn't matter how right you think you are. Jesus is presenting the invitation for these people to all come home. And he finishes with this most amazing story. We call it the prodigal son, but I call it the lost son. And, you know, if you've ever spent any time in church, you will have heard this story that, that simply the lost son, uh, he just simply wants to do what we're all guilty of at some point in our lives. I want my freedom. I want to do things my way. I want to do this and, and I know better than anybody. There's nobody going to tell me how I'm going to live my life. So the younger son goes and he says to his dad, I want you to give me my share of the inheritance. 
No, it's a slap in the face for the father because in the cultural context, you only got your inheritance uh, when, when, when the father passed away when he was dead. So his son was saying to his father, I wish you were dead, then I would get my money. The father loves his son, so he gives him the share of the money. And it, the story goes on, the son goes and he wastes it by partying. A famine hits the country. He ends up working in a pig pen and he's looking at what the pigs are eating and he's thinking to himself, he says, I can eat some of this, I'm so hungry. The verse in the Bible says he comes to his senses and he has this well-prepared speech about going home because he knows he's messed up. He knows he's failed. He knows he's done the wrong thing. There's a catalogue all the way through of all the things he's done wrong. But he makes this decision and it's the heart of the Christmas message and it's to go home, to come home. And so because he says to himself as he comes to his senses, my father's servants eat better than all of these. If I just go home and have this well-prepared speeches, I know I'm messed up, you don't have to call me your son anymore, you can just, you know, look, push me out the back there as long as I'm fed three times a day, quite happy to do the work. Anything's got to be better than this. So he takes what we would look at it and say, it's our walk of shame, he's gone home. But the father's there. And every day I imagine he's looking out over the hill to see if his son is coming home looks out over the hill one day and from a long way off, it says, he sees his son coming. And the Bible tells us that, he says, he, he runs towards his son, he has compassion on him, he grabs him, he kisses him, he hugs him. And it's the heart of the Christmas message because the Father is an illustration of God the Father who sends an invitation out to each and every person at this Christmas time. Come home. There's the invitation. Come home. You messed up. Come home. You failed. Come home. You've tried to do it your own way. Come home. And it says the father runs out towards him. And the son, it's amazing because if it was me, and let's be honest, some of you would do this as well. Soon as you saw the son, I'm glad you're home. Give me the four-point plan for it not happening again. He could have said that. He says, what are you going to do? I want to make sure you got to do that. Where's all the money gone? What, what's happened? He said, I want to party and stuff. He doesn't do any of that. The well-prepared speech goes out of the window. The father is just glad the son who was lost has now been found. The son who wasn't at home is now home. And it's the Christmas message of why Jesus came. And we can wrap it up in all the sweet stuff of, of the Christmas story and all of that, but it's got to draw our attention to the main point of why God sent his son, Jesus, to present an invitation to each and every person listening. It's time to come home. Whether it's five years, ten years, whether it's been a week, whether it's been, it doesn't matter, whether it's been since the last mistake, whether it's because you think to yourself, well, there's this label that's attached to me, you know, what, what label? People turn around and say, I wouldn't be accepted because the people in the background, you know, the ones around Jesus, they're looking at the people sitting on the floor and they're I'm not as bad as them and you think it's a label. You know, I'm a single parent, I'm divorced, I'm addicted to stuff. I says, I'm depressed. He says, I've got all this stuff going on in my life. 
Jesus just scalps it all. But says this message is for everyone, everywhere. It's an invitation to come home. It's an invitation that God didn't send his son Jesus so it would just be for some people. It would be great if it was just for the good people. You know, if we could just earn our way in. If I could just weigh up and do more good things and bad things and maybe I'd get in. God says, no, that's not part of the deal. He says, the deal is this. If you're lost, the only way you can be found is by Jesus. Says if you if you're scared of returning home, the only thing you can do is to go home. And you want to know what the response of God the Father is as you come home? It's this: He runs towards His Son, or runs towards His daughter. He throws His arms around them. He kisses them. He shows compassion. He says He knows they've messed up. He knows they've failed. He knows they've made mistakes. But it's more important that they're found. It's more important that they were found. What does this have to do with the Christmas story? Because it's a gospel message. That's what it's about. Simply God sent his son Jesus for you and for me to present an invitation that we could not deal with the sin and the stuff that was in our lives, ourselves. So he sent his son Jesus. And here in the Christmas story, he's a baby. But he grows up to be a man, to be the saviour of the world. You know, our world is in a hopeless place, isn't it? I don't know who you look to for the answers at the moment. Certainly not be looking to likes of politicians and other people for answers because we, we don't know what they would come up with. There has to be an answer. There has to be something that gives us hope. There has to be something that said, instead of this hopelessness and despair, there has to be something. And there is. Once a year, it just rolls on back round to the Christmas story where people's minds, and no matter how much they try and ignore it, their thoughts are focused towards the Christmas message of God sending his son. Ah, oh, we can ignore it for another year. We can ignore it for another year. We can ignore it for another year. But it's placed there to remind us that the only hope in the world is Jesus Christ. The only promise that you can trust is that of Jesus Christ. There is a saviour and his name is Jesus. And he sends an invitation out to each and every person today. Simply come home. Because there's nothing like arriving home. There's nothing like coming to the front door of your house and knocking on the door or opening the door and going in and everybody shouting, Daddy's home! Such and such is home! He says, Daddy, will you take us down the Chinese? You know, that sort of thing. <laughs> but you love to hear those things because there's nothing like arriving home. It's a picture there of the father... So he runs out to the son and says, he's home. We know the older son was aggrieved. We know the older son felt it was unfair. He was like, I've been with you all the way through this. He says, I've never left you. But the picture of God is this, is both of the matter. The one that stayed and the one that went that came home. Both of them mattered. It wasn't a case that one didn't or one did. Both of them mattered. The invitation was that one was already there, but the invitation for the other was to come home. And that's the same as where we are today to present that invitation because 
The final thought I have is this. The father sees the son from a long way off. God sees you today. And everything that's going on in your life. And everything that's happening to you. Christmas just airbrushes it sometimes. We just look at it and say, listen, that stuff's all going to be there after Christmas. But the truth of it is this, is God sees you. As a father sees his son coming, he says, God sees you in your circumstance and your situation today. And he gives you hope today. He gives you everything that you need today. There is one who sees you. He's waiting at the end of the road. He sees you in your situation. He sees you in your tears. He sees everything that's happening to you at the moment. He sees you. And he has compassion on you. Because at this point, it says the most important thing, the heart of the Christmas message is this. Though we were once lost, we can be found. Though we were once in darkness, Jesus is the light of the world. Though we were once hopeless, Jesus is our hope. And that invitation is presented to each and every person today at this carol service. Let us take a moment to pray. Father, we thank you for sending your son, Jesus. Father, a gift for all mankind. The exact and perfect gift that we needed. Father, we thank you that not only, Father, did he come to be our saviour. Father, we read of today, even of the message that he presented to people. Those that are lost can be found. There is more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than of all the righteous people and everything that they do. Why? Because God wants people to be found. And Father, we thank you for that today. And Father, we thank you as we celebrate this time of the year. Father, we'll not be blind to the message of Christmas because it's an invitation. It's a call. It's a challenge to us to make sure that we are home as many people travel today and over these next few days to their home, to their families. We realise that invitation is presented to each and every one of us to make sure that we're home with you, to make sure that if we're lost, we feel as though our face doesn't fit, we don't feel like we belong, we do. We do because we belong to you. Our face fits with you. We have a seat in your house. And for that, we say thank you today. In Jesus' name, amen.